there? Yeah. Hello. Okay, David. Okay, uh, now okay. I'm going to flash you. Go ahead. Woo. <laughs> this is a little early for that, David. <laughs> it really Any time would be early. Yeah. <laughs> My alarm didn't go off and I just got... 7 a.m. in Seattle. Stefan now has to dial 30 numbers to set up the call. No, flying out of bed at, you know, seven minutes to, and I went, oh man, I went straight down to my book to get this five-mile-long credit card number, and I'll be right back. Oh, David, David, thank you. I was just telling you, really, some of the things we used to have problems with... You, Benita, you know, she's a psychoanalyst in private practice on the outskirts of town. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Her and Stefan had never even met when she was asked to join the personal board two years ago. Talking to you, but I had it pretty much ready to go. So, so your tea is intact. In well, my lemon and ginger, actually. Yeah. yeah. No. Hey, we're all here. <laughs> we're here. Yeah. There's Dan. Dan's the vice president yeah, okay. of VoiceNet Incorporated. He's staying at the Sheraton Leconte in Canada. That's why we always meet on the phone. They're very busy people. <laughs> well, see, we've already got this going. Dan was just asking in the back there, as you're ready to see on. And yes, hello, say hi. Hi, everybody. I was a little nervous at first, especially when Dan suggested that we all introduce ourselves to the group as if we were our parent of the same sex. And this is my daughter, Benita. I live in Mobile, Alabama, and uh, the thing that distresses me the most is that she lives way off in Washington State. Um, this is something that is very hard for me because I thought that uh, having children meant that I would always have them close by. And um, I always thought that she would be there to take care of me in my old age. The personal board like usually starts its one-hour-long uh, meeting with two-minute individual uh, check-ins. That's her. where you get to say so what I'm sort of successes or screw-ups you've had over the last um, week. Then it's decided Benita, what or who gets the attention. It's kind of do-it-yourself analysis and support um, using a conference phone, voicemail and the um, members' many years' involvement uh, in personal growth and development. And, uh, now, my joining the group was seen almost as a test of the process and introducing ourselves to the group from the point of view of our parent of the same sex was a pretty good way to start. I think she should pray more. I'm very concerned that she doesn't go to church on Sundays anymore. So, I, um, uh, in all my letters, I always include a Bible verse and encourage her to uh, hold on to her faith. She is... Um, She's always doing something new, and uh, I'm never quite sure what it is. But, but the thing I like about her the most is that she cares about um, doing good things for others, and that she's um, nurturing and uh, and loving with her family. So that's that. Great. All right. Thank you. Mhm. Well, my name is George, and I think this is very strange uh, to actually be talking about myself or my family in personal terms, but I, uh, I'll do it anyway. Uh, my son David is um, 47, he's by my standards very successful, more successful than I ever was. Uh, he seems to... Uh, really be doing what he wants to do. He doesn't stay in touch with uh, his mother and I very well, although he's always available if we need him. He's into all these uh, 
weird things, Hinduism and uh, chanting and incense, and uh, it just it worries me. I don't think Jesus would like that very much. <laughs> but he's a good person, and I'm sure it'll all work out for him. And that's it. that's my son. Right. Right. That's great, David. <laughs> my mother and your father are now praying for both of us. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sounded like your dad. I mean, yeah, I know. I really could have sworn it was your dad talking. Mm-hmm. Well, I carry him with me everywhere I go. Right. And what I was aware of was that uh, my mother doesn't know a lot about me. She would never, she doesn't know uh, that I'd be interested in uh, Eastern religion. She knows I'm kind of out there sometimes, but she has no idea what kind of work I really do or my accomplishments or what I'm interested in much. And I heard that when you said it too, Benita. It's like she just said that you're into these new things, but she didn't say anything about what they were. No, and she doesn't want to know either. It gets her very disturbed. Well, so um, far, so um, good. Dan, I'm just it was a strange about, experience, uh, though, pretending to be my mother. The, Dan's uh, father, too, was a churchgoer, a minister, in fact, while Stefan and I, well, we both grew up in Sydney, although he's been living in the States for 17 years. At the time I joined the personal board, they were embarking on a project to set for themselves life's personal and business goals. Please enter your password. The following two new messages have not been heard. Hi, Eurydice. It's Benita. Here's what uh, what I have. My my goal is, and I stated it this way: I choose to be a fearless, passionate agent of change for good. Two, I choose to create deep, loving, supportive, life-enhancing relationships. And three, I choose to surround myself with beauty seek adventure, and create harmony all around me. Hi, Eurydice. Dan Hageman. The first one is timing, space, and cash to be and enjoy goofing off. The second one is mystical partnership. The third one is right livelihood on a path with heart. The fourth one is teleconnect with 49 and more of the coolest people in the universe. And the fifth one is musical competence. Hope that helps. See ya. End of message. Gee, thanks, Dan. Um, and to think I've gone 35 years with, with not one goal. But I can see the point. If you see life as a game, well, you need somewhere to aim the ball. Otherwise, you could just end up on the sidelines. I just saw somebody do a presentation yesterday that said 3% of North Americans have written clear goals. 47% have kind of vague general unmeasurable goals and 50% have no goals at all and the 3% that have written goals accomplish more than the other 97% put together whether you look at income whether you look at contribution to society that there is a pairing between being very clear and accomplishment exactly wow in fact, the way the guy put it is he said, so you could say 3% of the people make things happen, 47% watch things happen, and 50% of the people wonder what the heck happened. <laughs> we're supposed to write down what we're doing to achieve our goals. These things will become our key indicators, and then we have to show these to the rest of the group. I'm afraid 
write down what I'm going to do this year and circulate it to you guys. I'm afraid I'll get trapped in some stuff, and you and I have talked about this. I'll get trapped in something. I'll lose my freedom. I won't have my spontaneity. Some bad thing will happen if I get clear and specific. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my myth. Oh. Well, I'm a 44-year-old adult. I have a choice about how I work with me being specific. Hmm. Well, one of one of my uh, I feel resistant whenever you bring up this the key indicators are measuring things, David. Yeah. And um me too. <laughs> I just feel real this real resistance about it, you know, like I don't want to get pigeonholed or nailed down or or why do we have to quantify everything? Yeah. And yet, uh, as we're talking about it, um I feel that my one of my areas of needed growth is to stop doing this because I am so goal-directed and so driven all day long that uh, if you if you followed me around with a clipboard, you'd be absolutely shocked. I, I can't believe it myself sometimes. And so it's a real trial for me to take out uh, 30 minutes to relax or, you know, a half an hour for lunch or 15 minutes even. Yeah. And so I think uh, if I write all this down and, and I tell you guys about it, uh, I'm going to be embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, there's something about about that that is um, sh- almost a, a, a shame, you know. Yeah. And it maybe was good to hear that I wasn't the only one with doubts. But Dan reassured us all that the idea could mean liberation rather than regimentation. I've had the experience since last Thursday, off and on, of being what I might say in the flow of of. Uh, you know, there's that book out called Flow, but it, yeah, it's something about being at the speed that the Dow is moving or whatever it is, but just some stuff. I mean, I'm in Montreal, and I didn't have any sense that I was going to be coming here until Friday. And there's a piece of that that I am really falling in love with that feels even better than being a hard worker. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. like the times that I really get ground up and, and and sort of the capper for it that I just want to tell you all was yesterday uh, we flew out from Vancouver on one of these new Airbuses and I was talking to the one of the cabin crew about what it was like to work on that, you know, did she enjoy working on this kind of an airplane and et cetera, et cetera. And we kind of finished that conversation and she said, well, maybe you'd like to see the cockpit. Ooh. And I went. Oh, yeah, would I? And it's all computerized. And so I'm up there in the cockpit on my knees talking to these two very friendly pilots and just learning everything about how all this works that I can possibly absorb. And pretty soon I'm tired of being on my knees, so we put the jump seat down. So now I'm sitting on the jump seat. And I stayed in the cockpit for three hours talking to these guys all the way across Canada. <laughs> and it got to be time to land the frigging plane. And one guy says, hey, would you like to stay up here for landing? And it was like, no shit would I like to stay up here for landing. Wow. So I was just like Lee Kid in Lee Candy Store. And I didn't make it happen. Is That's the point for me was that I just sort of asked, well, what's next? Because all of a sudden it dawned on me as we were starting to let down through 27,000 that, hey, we're going to be landing this puppy, and I'm still up here. (laughs) And there's something about that's the way that I want to be in my life as opposed to, gosh, Dan's such a hard worker. And and the advantage I'm pursuing this with you guys for me would be 
I would, I think, encounter and have an opportunity to let loose of all of those preconceptions that I have about what is a good man and, you know, how you drag yourself through life because you're just working as hard as you possibly can and that way nobody will ask you to do something you'll have to decline. Mm. You know, all the, all the stuff that goes along with being a slave mm. seems to me will come up here as we move toward being specific, at least that's what it's starting to feel like to me. Hmm. That's my hope. Very interesting situation I'd gotten myself into. Not only the participation in a weekly meeting, but the daily commitment to a dialogue with the voice mail system. Let's check the mail before I go and see how the rest of the gang felt about having a new member on the personal board. Hi, Eurydice, it's Benita. I just want to tell you that I appreciated so much having you on the other day. Sometimes I will say something to the guys from a woman's perspective, and they won't like it. And and uh, and I thought, eek, this, this, this may sound bad, guys. You're not going to like hearing this, but this is what I think as a woman about that. And, uh, you know, so, I don't know. I wonder, you know, we don't... We, we talk about a lot of things, um, but I'm a little bit more open about um, uh, relationship issues, I notice, than they are. Um, if there were three women talking, we would be talking about our spouses or lovers or, you know, all those kinds of things in great intimate detail. And they're focusing on the key indicators of success and whether or not we are going to reach our goals. So it, it is different. Um, I'm curious sometimes about what their perspective is of, of me and if I really do lend a different kind of um, perspective to them. Sometimes I think it's very much the same as a man's because I'm a career woman and have so many of the same issues that they do. Um, but anyway, they loved you. And uh, I was out at David's the other day and he said, oh, I just loved the way you Wasn't she wonderful? And she just get right in there and... Um, boy, if I were a stranger walking in on a conversation that three people or four people have been having for two years, I don't think I'd feel as comfortable. And she just fit right in and was open and with us, and I sure loved it. So thanks again. I look forward to talking with you this week. Bye-bye. End of message. Erase, press 7. Reply, press 8. Save, press 9. More options, press 0.